as a church to just be able to come together and go, this is what's happened in the past, and this is where we are going into the future. Come on, somebody. And uh, so you're going to see a little bit different of a presentation today. Typically, I'm up here doing a message, and I'll be back next week teaching as we continue on in our Presence and Encounter series. But today, our team has put together uh, more or less a very large State of the Church address. And uh, you're going to get all the info today. There's not going to be a stone unturned. Uh, We've got some stories for you today, some stats for you today, just some exciting things. So here's what I'm asking you to do. It's a very different church moment. So if you're a guest with us, I just pray that you would lean in today, that you'd hang out with us and just open up your heart, your mind. You can hear really our heartbeat around here. And for the rest of us, stay awake, stay with us. All right, that was actually a joke. It landed flat. Okay, that was was awesome. Stay with us because there's some really good stuff today as we present to you Vision 20, Vision 2021. Take a look at the screens. I think a simple yet profound definition of obedience is this, traveling in the same direction for a long time. While there are, for sure, other ways to define it, I like this one. You see, so often we overcomplicate it and burden it with so many other constructs that we lose the joy of simple obedience to the love and call of Christ on our lives. I am so blown away at 2020 because despite all the circumstances and situations, we simply kept going. And by traveling in the same direction, as difficult as it was at times, we have seen God move in ways we never thought possible. We have seen His church globally and His church locally, the well, be a force of love and service, hope and compassion in our community and our world. Here we stand at another end to one year and the beginning of a new one. And to be honest with you, there has not been a transition that I have been and have given more attention to than this one. And maybe it's because of all that 2020 has brought with it and all that I'm expecting and believing for in 2021. Whatever it is, I know that celebrating the past and looking forward to the future is so important. That's what today is. It's a celebration of all that's been accomplished and all that we have seen take place in 2020 as well as we look forward to what 2021 and beyond holds for us as a community. 2020 was turbulent frustrating, saddening, and pretty traumatic. I don't know if you were there. I was there, and it was terrible in so many ways. But at the same time, it was a huge year of increased strength, advancement, and movement forward. See, this year has shown us that in our greatest pain, we can experience our greatest progress. And I think we can tend to, in life, focus on what is missing or has been taken away, right? And in 2020, that was an easy thing to focus on. We probably have a laundry list of things that were removed from our lives. And it was difficult. But here's the thing. What most often goes missing just makes room for what's to come. So let's take a moment and focus on all the amazing, incredible things that God has done in 2020 in our lives and in our church. Yeah. And as we make room for 2021, we want to give you some Big wins, things that we're just praising God for. And ultimately, we just want to say, well done. I mean, what a year it's been for the well. We have seen God provide, and we have seen the faithfulness of all of us as a church community come through in ways that we never thought possible. So let's just talk about some of the really cool things that we've seen take place this year. I don't know if you knew this, but 87 different table groups 
encompassing 750 people participating in those groups this year alone in 2020. Come on, somebody. That's incredible. That just shows that community continued to take place in 2020. And I I know that we all felt that that was so important in 2020. And some of those were Zoom, Zoom table groups. Online, in person, yeah. we had a mixture. Whatever needed to happen, absolutely. People happened. standing on one mountain and standing on another mountain, and waving. To I'm each sure other. that was part yeah, of it. I, I heard about some mountain biking groups, mountain so biking I feel groups. like that probably happened. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the Well Kids this year in 2020, 2020, 2020s. I'm gonna should I redo that one? <laughs> the Well Kids. We've seen 2,900 kids in attendance in 2020. That is a lot of little people running yes. around. <laughs> Way to go, kids team. Come on. Yeah, our weekend services on site for both campuses. We had over 176 families viewing our online kids church videos, which is awesome. That means our kids are getting to stay engaged during 2020. And I feel like that was so important for them. Yeah, we've seen some really cool stuff with the kids content as well on our uh, online campus. So that's been really cool. Our youth ministry at the well actually started this year in 2020. And uh, what a year to... Yeah, in February. Before we had... COVID shutdowns and all of that. Yeah. So Pastor Sarah and the team have done an amazing job. They started with 20 students in February and now our youth ministry is home to a hundred that come semi-regularly, regularly. And man, what an amazing movement, student movement that has been. And we've seen 10 salvations in our student ministry over the last five months, as well as over 30 students responding uh, to uh, prayer and ministry times in their one night, their youth events. So that's been really, really cool to see. And most of our students didn't even read their Bible before 2020. Yep. And they're all engaging on a Bible app. So we feel like that's an incredible win for our students. Yep. That they are engaging, that they're deepening their faith. And we're just seeing incredible things there. So Yeah, just a deepening of their faith and an overall surrender yeah. to Jesus. And I think that what a year to really see a youth ministry start to take shape and, and, and engage students. So that's been super cool. Talk to us about yeah. outreach. So outreach, we had over 706 deliveries made to teams, to single moms, to households that were 60 plus, to healthcare and first responders and military, to family dinners, to grocery purchases and deliveries for families in need, to kids Easter baskets and Krispy Kreme deliveries. We made over 3,300 phone calls to our church to make sure they were doing okay in the season. And so... You know, that's a lot to celebrate. I mean, we hit it hard with outreach this year. Yeah. We just definitely were able to just impress some like touch points on our church family, but also on those outside of our church, it would which take is incredible. You a, it would take you a day to count 3,000 plus phone calls if you just started like at just one start and kept on my on finger. Going. Like, could you like imagine? Like one, yeah. two, Absolutely three, insane. four, five, six. Seven. All right. What else? Eight. Okay. 175 <laughs> community outreach touch points. That's 140 gifts given through the giving wall. Uh, 12 families, Redemption House. Uh, we supported 11 women in Manipur, India. We engaged five community military families, 12 teen challenge gifts, six care portal needs met, not to mention our food drive for the Utah Food Bank, Rahab's Rope. And then on top of that, mailers upon mailers upon oh, mailers. mailers. We spent a lot of money on the post office. Yes, they love us. Okay, in 2020, 
it was necessary. Yep. <laughs> yep. It was awesome. We, we reached tons of people through that avenue. So yeah. And not to mention the amount of just touch points that it is people being communicated with getting stuff in the mail. That was like a really big deal for yeah. a lot of people. And in total, we had 161 total outreach volunteers engage yeah. in those different things. Uh, this next thing that I want to, uh, I want us to highlight, I think is really important for us. And this really starts to get to the core and the heart of, of who we are. So our care as a whole benevolence, making sure that we can take care of things and help in specific situations. We have had 287 individual care instances. And to help with those, we have given away $19,415 spent on care initiatives. I don't know, but come on somebody that is like amazing stuff right there in the midst of a really hard, uh, hard year. So we just want to make sure that we are always a church that has our hands involved yeah. in, in helping people. Talk to us about this next one because I know it's close to your heart. I know. So this year, I don't even know how this happened except by God and his grace. But we finally opened Redemption House, which has been a three to four year conversation of opening a home for women who are coming out of trafficking and giving them aftercare. And so we were able to open this house in September with seven women. They've had nine. It's been open for 97 days. They've had 679 nights of safe sleep. Wow. And trust me when I say these girls needed a safe place to sleep. Yeah. Uh, we have 500 plus hours of volunteer service that have gone into that just in September. Yep. I mean, that just shows how much time and effort and energy and resource we need to keep pouring into Redemption House. But it was so beautiful to be able to open that home this year and actually see uh, 2020 turn into a place of fru- uh, fruition, like yeah. where, where the dreams that were starting to come true that we have been sowing for so long into and believing for. So, wow. I mean, that alone, can we just stop there and be done? Yeah. But, but we're there's not. More. <laughs> there's more. Come on, serve day. We had eight different projects serve, 151 participants. We had 13 people make their way to Cofredia, Mexico for missions trip. Worship night attendance. If you missed worship Ooh. night, it was absolutely amazing. These kind of came out of nowhere as a response to what was happening. We didn't have the building open at that time. So we needed to figure out how are we going to worship yep. together. And so we said, hey, let's just throw a party in the parking lot and get as many people out as possible. And uh, I'll tell you what, there was a lot. We had over 2,000 people between our between our uh, worship nights, nights yep. uh, included. And uh, man, we saw so much take place. People being baptized that night, giving their life to Jesus that night. And so, wow, 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 when it comes yeah. to our worship nights. And uh, be looking forward to some more of those. Uh, legacy team, if you don't know what our legacy team is, it's about 30 people who participated and filled, uh, their, filled out their giving commitments for 2020. And even in the midst of that, we're going to talk about finances in a moment. This is a really big deal. Some huge wins there. Uh, we had those people who really helped support in many ways through uh, grand generosity, help support the things that we've been able to do this year in, in 2020. Yeah, we had 132 people go through our grow class. So here's why this is important to us, because we care about next steps. So when people get saved, we care about that. When people get baptized, we care about that. When people go through grow, we care about that. When people engage in a table group, these are the things that we know that that people are growing in. So when they take these next steps, we celebrate them. So people who went through our grow class in 2020, 132 people completed our grow class. 45 of those people are serving on teams today. So we're super thankful for that. That was a huge next step. LDP has 20 students who graduated back in the summertime. And then we have 20 more students going through it this year. And we feel super stoked on that because I feel like in the midst of 
not knowing what this last year was going to look like, it was kind of like everyone was a win. And I yep. feel like that's what God taught us this year is like everything is a win. That's why we want you here at church to hear all the things that we're celebrating right now. Yep. Because every single one is a story and a name is attached to that story. A person is attached to that story. And so that's why we celebrate these next steps. So yep. let's talk about online. Online. We started a online campus. Who would have thought that was coming? Not we right. didn't. And so here's some <laughs> massive numbers right here. Views alone, 49,000 plus views. Impression, 435,369, because you got to add in those last numbers. Subscribers, yeah, just on YouTube. We have now grown to over 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube. We have people watching from six different countries. United States, Australia, Canada, C-A-N-A-D-A, United Kingdom, Indonesia, India, and within the United States of America, 29 states. Let's go for it. Utah, Arizona, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota, eh? Missouri, North Carolina, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Virginia, Washington, and Wisconsin. Cheese people. Were you pointing All, to like where they are on the map? At no, that time no, that's that not was even very geographically incorrect. That's so not possible for me. Yeah, yeah. I just okay, said Wisconsin just cheese people. Sure. Okay, <laughs> cool. So let's talk about social media right yes. here. Talk about yeah. That so social media is obviously a huge impactor as it is, period. That's where everyone spends their time. We're on there too. In case you didn't know, you can follow us at the wellslc.com. Um, well, not that was, <laughs> that was a shout out. <laughs> All right. So here's the thing on Facebook, because we've been doing our, our services live on Facebook, as well as YouTube, we have reached almost 500,000 people this year on Facebook. How is that even real? Yep. Uh, Facebook followers. We have almost 3000. We have 2000 Instagram followers and I just feel like the point here is what the point is. Those are people attached to the church. And I think that's incredible to be able to see like, again, the story again, the one here we are for the one celebrating all these stories. So, so, so awesome. And in this, if you didn't even think this was possible in 2020, even during the months that we did not have doors open, we had 237 team members serving on teams, whether that's through legacy care, table group hosts, events, um, our media team and worship creative art, a creative arts team that were in when no one else was in the building, if like 20 of us stamps on postcards. Yep. They were on team making sure awesome. kids were getting curriculum yep. through the mail. Yep. I mean, all those things that takes people and yep. your hand, like literally when we say this, be the hands and feet of Jesus, yep. your hands and your feet were that this year, yes. because that's where it really came down to. And we're just blown away by some of the, some of the things that have taken place because of that. This next one that we want to talk about, I know for some of us can, uh, to wrap our minds around some of this might be a little bit difficult, but I just want us to hear where we are at financially as a church. And I think more so than ever, it's really important for us to know this is a church. If you call this place home, especially if you call this place home and, and, uh, and you're a giver around here, these next numbers that we want to talk about are massively important. And so I just want to, to see in 2020 alone, through all of our generosity and tithes and offerings, we've seen 1.3 million dollars come in this year in 2020 come on somebody that is yeah i mean that's that's incredible yeah and it could have not been that yeah and even more importantly that is a 30 percent increase yeah 
from 2019. From 2019. Yep. In the midst of all of this, we've seen that from our motion, uh, which is now becoming legacy offering, $144,000 have come in. Uh, in our building initiative, $118,000 has come in. And we've onboarded uh, 180 new families have decided to say yes to generosity wow. here at the well to see the mission and the vision and move forward. And yep. check this out. Because of your generosity this year, uh, besides just making things run around here and, and making sure that everything is happening and all the stuff that we've been able to do in and through your giving this year, we have seen, we have given away over $150,000 to community projects, service, church planting, taking care of people's rent, uh, outreach uh, events, you name it, it has been done. And that is because of your generosity. And I don't know about you, but that is something to celebrate yeah. big time right now. And so we do, yes. we want to stop. We do. And we want to say thank you. Um, Thank you for digging in. Thank you for, uh, it's not even believing in us. Thank you for believing in the cause of Christ in this valley. And we're just one church amongst many churches in this valley. But here's what I've come to know and understand is that uh, with all the different fingerprints that God has uh, represented through local churches, we have a unique way of doing things. And it's just really cool to see that there is a body, a community of people who want to see this mission and vision roll forward. Yeah. Thank you so much for being faithful church. Really. I feel like this could have gone. It was like a a great football game that could have gone either way. Right. (laughs) And we're celebrating that we've won this, this game. I feel like today, you know, that 2020 was difficult, but God showed up in so many ways. We still need to celebrate that 34 people in 2020 got baptized, which is incredible. 34 people took the next step of their faith, dove into the waters of baptism or were sunk into the waters of baptism. And they said yes to Jesus publicly, which is huge. I want to encourage you if you haven't done that yet, make that step. Yep. Right. When we say yes to Jesus, that's our outward declaration of, of saying yes to Jesus. And yep. then this is incredible. Let's as talk well. about, let's talk about this. Yes. Okay. So we are. this year we're talking about it. Uh, people <laughs> saying yes to Jesus. I said, yes, this is uh, absolutely insane. When we look at some of these, some of these realities, but in everything that has happened this year, we have seen over 200 people yeah. say yes to Jesus, whether that yeah. was while we were strictly video or now back into services. But this year, 2020, this last year, we have seen over 200 people say yes to Jesus. Come on. Can we just clap our hands right now? What a moment that has been a lot of Bibles, give away a lot of Bibles. We mail Bibles to people who say yes to Jesus. So we get them ready, you know, to dig into their faith. So it's pretty awesome that we've been able to do that. Yeah. And then in that, we've seen 159 connect cards submitted. Uh, That's returning guests. It's 246 people who are the first time guests, returning guests, and as well, those connection cards again, coming through different states. And so that's primarily because of our online campus now. And so, I just want you to know this. Like we got fam everywhere yeah. in the United States of America. And, and most of you are watching right now. So we're so glad you're here. Yes. We love you. We're glad that you've become a part of the well family in 2020. Yep. And I love this. I think it's something that we're kind of sticking with, but I love the idea that living rooms have become sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. And so while we have a physical location that we meet in, uh, your living room, my living room, maybe your kitchen. Um, and weirdly some people's bathrooms have become bedrooms, sanctuaries. Sure. Yes. Bedrooms <laughs> as well. One, you know, yeah. studio apartments in New York, one. but either way, uh, what a, phenomenal year it has been. And once again, we just want to say from the bottom of our hearts, I know us, our team, uh, thank you. Thank you for being a generous church. Thank you for being a church that has just walked this thing out and continued just being who God has called us to be as a church. We're the one.
Come on, somebody. <laughs> Hi, my name's Brett, and this is my story. I grew up here in Utah. I'm a I'm a Utah boy um, for most of my life. Um, I, uh, with Jesus, I fell away from Christ for a very long time in my life. It was a, uh, I was agnostic atheist for uh, almost a good decade. It happens to a lot of people in college. They'll go to college, they'll, um, you know, they start to think themselves out of Jesus. That's what happened to me. I took some classes. I started thinking myself out of, I started basically thinking Jesus out of my life. Um, and for a long time, you know, that worked. The reason is, is we all, God gave us minds to think. Reason is in the domain of scientific inquiry. That's fine. But um, it, a lot of people get stuck in the trap of thinking Jesus out of their life. And that's, you know, it's not, it's not a unique situation to me. I think everybody who, who, who goes through that, they reach a point where um, it's really easy to let, to let Christ go. So being in a humbled state, um, my story is really all about blindness and sight. Uh, I'm wearing glasses right now. Um, someday I'm probably not going to be wearing glasses because I'll be blind. Um, I was diagnosed with HLA B27. It's an autoimmune disease, and it, it affects uh, your connective tissue. So, turns out you have a lot of connective tissue in your eyes, and that's how they discovered it. They discovered uh, the doctors that um, uh, I, I, I had an eye infection that just wasn't wasn't healing. Uh, so, I if I had to pick a turning point, a, a point in my life when I, when there was that change, was when I was finally in a humbled state to listen. Um, I was with my friend Andrew Polgar, who uh, was going to the well. Um, we were roommates at the time. I was wrapped up in my grandma's wool blanket and wearing my favorite wool sweater and I had a cloth over my eyes and um, literally blind. I was, I had my room paced out. I knew it was seven steps to the refrigerator, five steps to the bathroom three and a half steps to my to you know the door of my bedroom you know from there so i had and when you are walking around losing losing your sight you start to really question how you know have those thoughts about every step you take is a leap of faith so it, it took it took uh being in a humbled state for me to finally hear christ and to and to accept him I finally went to a live service um, with Andrew, and yes, I, I loved the well. It was so um, fresh and unique, and um, I, I'm a musician too. I, I play the violin. Um, I love how music can put your mind into a state where it's easy to have a personal encounter, to, to truly behold. And when you're around this community of people who are all singing and praising together, you, you have that same feeling where you are, you're all here together uh, it's an energy that you don't get really anywhere else. And um, 
What's amazing about the well is for the first time in years, years, it brought my whole family together. You know, broken family, uh, some people who also are atheists are now going to church. Some people who have also in my family rejected God are also going to church, uh, up there singing. We live in a culture where it's getting harder to be Christian and harder to be unapologetically Christian. And baptism for me was a way of expressing to the community that I'm a Christian. What the well has done for me and my family has been nothing short of a miracle. All right, here we go, guys. 2020, we made it. What a year. Come on, somebody. What a year. It's been a wild ride, and uh, I thought it'd be really cool just to take a few minutes to hang out as a team and uh, talk about some of the wins. We all know wins. We call them wins. We do them every week, whether it's one win, 12 wins, or 1,200 wins uh, in any of our meetings. But I just wanted to take some time. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what it is that you loved about 2020, especially in the areas that you oversee and pastor. And I think it's just really important that you celebrate win. So we're just going to take some time, have fun. I want to hear what's going on in your guys' areas. So first up, come on kids team. You guys have been amazing. Uh, yeah, the best team. Yes, the best team. Come on. What, what are some things this year, stories, thoughts, some things that you've seen this year, uh, God do that we would uh, be able to celebrate? First of all, my biggest win from this year is our amazing team that not only just stuck with us, but like thrived with us in yeah. whatever flexible, crazy idea that we came up with. They were right there. They were dropping stuff off. They were just ready to do whatever needed to happen. They were ready to come back in the building to um, make way mm-hmm. for families to come back in the building. Every single Sunday, we have team coming back. And so it's just incredible to see that. So that for me is a huge, huge win because I know that's not the case everywhere. And so so I'm yep. super thankful for them. Um, also, just for me, is we've had to be so creative in this yep. time. And so just the concept of having kids online, like what does yep. that even mean? Like how do you even do that? How do you create something that kids want to watch, that their parents want to turn on for them? Mm-hmm. And just being able to have team members step up to be able to have a production team that can make that happen. Actors and like all this stuff that we didn't even think were possible is happening and continuing to happen. Yep. Even after we don't need it, it's still being watched and still being loved. And so that's my yeah my wins yeah and in the vein of being creative i loved the um connection that we were able to have with families and kids still even through everything um there were times where we felt like how are we going to keep up with all of our kids that are coming and we were just able to we were able to drop off easter baskets we were able to have a um hawaiian parade here in the parking lot maui showed up up. maui Maui showed up in all of his glory (laughs) oh man so just the connection that we were able to still maintain with all of the families and then i think that just it it showed that continuation with um families coming back we just had so many people just saying a simple thank you for for the mailers that their kids got and um, just different, the calls that we made. And um, so just being able to keep that connection with them as well as our team, um, that was huge too, to just be able to have them get back in the building. And, so great. And, and it, it made the biggest difference um, being back in the building. I, I feel like um, our team was closer, I think, than ever before. Yeah. So based on what we were still able to maintain throughout everything. So good. Kids team crushed it this year. Absolutely crushed it. So good. All right, so now down to one of our shortest pastors. (laughs) (laughs) 
out of it. Yeah, no, it's so good. What's awesome is when you see some of the guys that are in the youth ministry talking to Pastor Sarah. Like and the these youth, are like six the foot guys. five like youth the boys. Youth yeah. yeah, the youth students, not even the leaders. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Talk to us about you. Don't help. Yeah, they don't no, know that because of my height, they don't know yet that I'm the youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are one of the youth. Yeah. They do, they do at first. Tell us about youth. Talk so to us about youth. Has been amazing. Um, they have captured my heart in so many ways. I would say there's so many wins, but one of my biggest wins is to see youth grow in Jesus. Um, just starting out with 20 students, now we're over 100 wow, students. But to see them go from, I don't want to pray, I don't want to read the Bible, mm-hmm. to I have the Bible app, tell me how to reach Jesus further. Yeah. It's been incredible to watch and be a part of, and it's an honor. So yeah. great. So, yeah, you guys have done an amazing job yes. with, with youth this year. In the middle of COVID, too. Yes. To start a youth ministry in the middle of COVID. Yes. That's yeah. dumb. Like, yeah. you guys are- <laughs> We started on Zoom, and then the kids started to phase out, and then we went to a park, and then and then now we're back yeah. in the building, so it's, it's awesome. been fun. So yeah. it's been a lot of so fun. So great. So proud of you guys. So yeah, proud of that yeah. team. So it's so good to see. Love, love what's happening youth. Yeah. Pastor Kaisa, we have cared for so many people in this season. Yeah. We have. And in the midst of COVID, one of the things that we were able to put together is our Fulfill a Need team. And I'm telling you what, we have had needs from rent to gas to groceries. And every single need that has come through, this team has fulfilled. And it's been incredible to just see people step up. One specific story stands out to me, which is that we had sent out the need to the team. And I think three seconds later, it was answered, it was done, it was taken care of. So it's just been incredible to see the church be the church. And I feel like care has been brought to another level. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so good. Hey, totally. let's go over to Pastor Dave. He was going to share some stuff about grow and yeah. teams and stuff like that. Yeah, so let's absolutely. let's hear what you had to say uh, about that. I get to hang out with Pastor Sarah, my wife. <laughs> I'm glad you guys hang out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it now. <laughs> 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 yes, it's a good thing. <laughs> but I get to hang out with her more specifically at you. So I'm able to be there, and so. I think one of the coolest things for me to see is the youth jumping into our guest experience team. Yeah. Yeah. So where basically it's not a church that's silent for youth and silent for the grown-ups, yep. but it's a church for everyone. Yeah. And that excites me because these youth are able to then keep their walk strong, go into adulthood, fully just being part of the well of yeah. what God is doing in through them here. And then just seeing them continue to be that next generation in mm-hmm. the guest experience team yeah. and just seeing what has come from that in COVID has been awesome and restructured some things. We're seeing people get on board, come on, serve, find connection on the team. So yeah. Those are my yeah, so and Pastor great. Dave and Sarah, you guys cover teams as a whole, yeah. which yeah. has obviously been a wild ride in all of this. <laughs> yeah. But like, let's just talk really quick about the strength of our teams because yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I've noticed just the significance in in those teams. And obviously, in a weird moment, we're all trying to kind of navigate new space. Talk about our teams really quick. Yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is the flexibility of everybody. Mm-hmm. When we got back together in person, we did the training. Everyone was going to do whatever was asked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is the strength of our team, yeah. is that everyone is willing to just jump in for the one. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So for the one. Yeah. And, and that's not a cliche thing. They are ultimately doing it. Love it. For the one Jesus yeah. and for the one that walks through the doors that is needing hope during this time especially. Yeah. And so that's been something that's been huge that I've observed. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well said. <laughs> 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 you can tell we hang out together. <laughs> you said what I said. <laughs> so in the in the midst of in the midst of everything that has taken place this year, we had the amazing opportunity to open up Redemption House. Finally, Seth and Lauren have uh, been making that happen. Erica might be able to chime in a little bit in a moment after you guys, but talk to us about Redemption House. I mean, yeah, it's a huge win for 2020, no doubt. But really it's a win for like going back to 2017, 2016, somewhere around there. It's it's a win um, over the past four or five years. That's something we've been working on um, tirelessly uh, for a while. And to be able to open a Redemption House with seven women staying there right now. And one of the stories I can think of is when we first opened it up and the ladies came through the door, Pastor Eric and I were uh, able to be there to greet them and to uh, hand out gifts and just the joy yeah. Yeah. and yeah. The, uh, um, the their amazing attitude and the way they carried themselves out of the circumstances that they came out of mm. was just like mind blowing. Yeah. It was it was incredible um, to experience the that type of joy that was infectious yeah. to Pastor Erica and I coming from people who have gone through just such atrocities yeah. Yeah. and uh, such a, uh, um, a a horrible way of life that they came out of but to be able to be a small part of that story yeah. of that rescue side yeah. of it is just absolutely incredible yeah. and uh, it's it's tough to not get emotional about yeah. it yeah. absolutely uh, I have just felt like you know, there are so many things that could have deterred us and that we could have said, this is too hard, right. too big of an ask, like, no way, God. Um, but I felt like he presented an opportunity for us to welcome this first group of women into the home. Yeah. And I have just been blown yeah. away mm-hmm. by every single time we have a need, yeah. it's been met yeah. um, above and beyond what we yeah. could have possibly asked for. Um, and I recently had the opportunity to ask the ladies for their stories and just to see the love of God exuding out of them and yeah. the joy that they have um, has just really been touching and such a cool thing to be a part of. So, and I'd be a little bit remiss if we didn't mention like the well, the people within the well church that yeah, have yeah. just been stepping up and volunteering, yeah. Yeah. giving their resource, giving their time. Also Operation Underground Railroad, yeah, the on. things they've done come to on. help out Redemption House. Yeah. Um, two huge players yeah, uh, yeah. In, uh, in getting this thing off the ground and seeing it uh, become a success. So, yeah. Yeah. And I know with Lauren, like you don't just do Redemption House, but you also have the outreach side of things happening around here at the well. So give us give us a cool story, a cool moment that you kind of bumped into this year. I think the one that sticks out in my mind the most is that we work for with Care Portal. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know what Care Portal is, it is a partnership with Department of Family Services here in Utah. Their caseworkers go out into the community and identify needs for families. And a need came in, I think it was about September or October of a dad who had gotten full custody of all three of his kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that in itself is just such an amazing moment of him getting his kids back. And their need was pretty substantial. And five different families within the well were able to contribute to the need that they wow. had. Wow. Um, and then later in the year, uh, DCFS told all of their families to reach back out to the church that had supported them for their need previously in the year to see if they could help uh, with Christmas, just because uh, resources were so strapped because of COVID. Yeah. So this dad bravely reached out to me. I can't even imagine having to do that initial ask. That's huge for somebody. Yeah. And um, 
I th- he I said he said I don't have anything specific except for a bike for my kid. Well, and I thought, man, you're not even asking for anything huge. You just want Christmas for your kids and a bike. Yeah. And I was praying and I was looking online. And as you guys know, bikes are a hot commodity right now because right. of COVID. <laughs> no bikes for anybody. Everyone owns one now. Um, and literally the next day I was here at church. I was getting the giving wall ready. And Karen texts me and she says, hey, there's somebody in the parking lot right now who has a bike. Do you need it? And I was like, oh, Jesus. Wow. You literally <laughs> Um, And then this gentleman actually has a four-month-old little girl, and uh, Caitlin got an email from a mom who goes to our church, and she says, hey, I really, I have all this stuff, and I just want to give it away. And so we were literally able to fulfill Christmas for this family, Um, everything that they could have need above and beyond what they asked for, and I just... I was just blown away about how well it was covered. So it was really incredible. So great. I mean, that's that's the power of generosity. Yeah. Like as a whole, it's just people stepping up in in this moment this year, like we've seen. Um, but in so many ways, it's it's been. I think that's the the ongoing theme above above and beyond. Um, so it's just been really really cool to see those moments. All right, let's talk to the department that causes the most amount of noise. <laughs> Yeah, amen. There's no longer the worship department, you're the earplug department. Yes. yes. Um, yeah. I mean, what a year 2020 has been for our yeah. worship team. Yeah. I have to first honestly give honor to our audiovisual yeah. team. Um, just the way that we've been able to shift. And um, literally before. February 2020, we had no camera set up. We had no. nothing for online set up. And just the way that our team just came in, we did COVID Chronicles. I don't know if you guys remember that. That was in 2020 on Thursday nights. And all the things that we've been able to accomplish, I think is so cool. Yeah. And it's all due to teams. It's all due to just our team, just being flexible, mm-hmm. um, being part of our culture code, and just honestly just digging in and just being able to go and like ship wherever we go. They just went with us. And yeah. uh, I think another big win um, which Rachel and Devon can talk a little bit about is our night of worship. Oh yeah, oh, night of on. worship was humongous. Like yeah. the fact that we were able to get something like that accomplished, get the team ready, get that many people in a parking lot just to yeah. worship God yeah. in the midst of COVID was such a big deal. Like, yeah. and oh, you yeah. can probably speak And the first one we put together that in two weeks. I'll just say I just wanted an acoustic set. I would be fine with some drums on a bongo. I just want people to gather. Let's just get together. And this guy to take it to another level. All I heard was drums only. Yeah, no, I mean, there are so many cool stories that came out of worship night. We tend to hear stories from other people. I don't know if people think we're unapproachable or what, but please tell us your stories because we love when people come up to us. We had a girl, I mean, we were both in tears. She came up to us after the first worship night. Young girl, probably like 18 years old, just came up and said, you know, I wasn't going to come tonight. And I was feeling really suicidal this week. And I came and I feel like this night just saved my life. And it's like, we were just, we just had to sit there and process it for a minute because it was just so cool. And this, this other guy said that um, his son had been gone for a long time and came back 
because of the worship yeah. uh, environment yeah. that we had created. And yeah. he just felt this power that drew him in. Yeah. And the worship of that night helped him kind of integrate himself back into his family. And I was just, it yeah. was like a message on Facebook or something that yeah. we had gotten. And it was so, so, cool. so powerful. You just don't know what the things that you put together were so in the yep. production aspect and right. it's like go 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 all the time i mean this team doesn't stop we really <laughs> we really don't stop at all the things that people see is just five percent oh, yeah. of what the oh, team yeah. does behind yeah. the scenes and the team really goes in and gets quiet with god on their own time mm. and you can feel that yeah, when we have worship nights and the stories right. that we hear from those nights are just right so yeah. incredible and what helps with our quiet time is that we got more organized yes. and by getting more organized having other leaders step up to the plate and want to take on responsibilities that we don't have to take creative on. people got organized right, right. <laughs> it's crazy right it's a miracle but, <laughs> but just to see how that just sets it sets it up to be in a moment where you could be present with god and yeah. encounter him yep. because now we could think about the bigger things yeah. and then we have people that wanted to step up and take care of the things that we don't have to take yeah, care so of and just how that helped us and as a team just get into a place where like our rehearsals now like it's kind of weird when we don't have moments where we have right. spontaneous worship yeah. right. because it's like we just love being in God's presence yeah. Yeah. and just how that grew over time like COVID taught us one big thing that I think COVID taught us is like whether people are in the room or whether people are not in the room, we can still worship our God because he's worthy. Amen. And so, and like you mentioned it sometimes, like I'm okay with not having anybody in the room. And I think that's how, where the worship team got too, because it was just right. like, oh, we can worship as strong and hard when there's nobody here. And I think that was yeah. the most powerful thing we got out of COVID. Yeah. Can we talk about the tacos from worship night? <laughs> I didn't get to eat them. I know. I didn't know what it is. Everybody else ate them. Jurassic tacos. Jurassic tacos. No, I didn't get any. But praise the Lord for Jurassic tacos. And you know what's cool? What I love about the worship night too is is youth was really impacted. Uh, I, I think that was like a really big spark point for us. Youth was really impacted by the worship nights. And I think like the moment that blew my mind away is when we're walking back after almost 30 baptisms originally, and all of a sudden I turn around, worship's going, and Pastor Sarah and Dave are just dunking more people. <laughs> and they were students who were, yeah, who yeah. were uh, getting so baptized, wow. just jumped in, like, just jumped in yeah. to get baptized. And like, those moments were absolutely, absolutely. amazing. So I, that was just a really yeah. cool connection point. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think for me, like between worship and, and youth, yeah. it was really cool, yeah. Yeah. really cool so, to see. So good. Babe, what about you? Like, take us home, you all, land the plane. You always got to throw it at me. Yeah. 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 You knew it, you Not knew, on the agenda. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Oh, man. 2020 wins. I feel like 2020 win was just like a perspective shift of learning to celebrate the small again, yeah. you know, yeah. where we're like all about big things and big moments. And obviously we believe in growth and we believe that God is growing his church globally. But to be able to sit and watch him and work and hear every single story but like yeah. actually hear every story mm-hmm. and listen and let it sink in because when you're in the middle of COVID and no one's in the room and you're trying to figure out is this working what are we going to do for our people how are we going to care for them and how are we going to love them and we can't be together and yet you would hear story after story after story of impact I was like okay God this is what we always need to remember and always slow down enough to 
hear the story mm-hmm. and to not just brush it over and be like, oh, that's such a great story. No, it's a life-changing, miraculous, soul-lifting story where someone's life is literally permanently changed forever. Like, it is forever. And so we have to, just the fact that we got to learn that this year, um, as painful as the year could have been, I look back at 2020 and actually think it was probably one of our best years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so good. Amen. Awesome. Good job, team. Yay, team. There you go. Hi, my name is Ebony Richardson, and this is my story. My journey with Jesus started when I was in a really low place in my life. Um, I was wrestling with fear and anxiety. Um, I was making choices in my life that, you know, just weren't who I was. And um, I started to lose control. Um, I had lost someone that was really near and dear to my heart, someone who was like a mom to me. and I was scared, I was afraid, I was angry, I was sad. Um, and I was just wrestling through all of those things in my life. And I slowly started to not know who I was. You know, um, I lost control. And um, in the midst of that, I remember just praying one night um, and I asked God, I was like, God, I need your help, but I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know how to start that process. So the night that I prayed, I felt like was the beginning of a process for me. Um, You know, I felt that I needed that change. And so me doing that, I wanted to align myself with people who I could like talk to. Um, my best friend, she was a big supporter of me and she was the only person that I felt like I could talk to. And in that sense, I started to just open my circle up to other Christians in my life that came in to help me with that. Um, and during that is when I realized that I didn't know the God that I know now. I realized that in my life, God was like a bargaining system for me. So if I did something good, then I expected good things to happen. And when I was doing something wrong, I expected you know, bad things to happen to me. And I realized that like, that's not the God that I know. Um, but I didn't know who God was. And on that journey, I decided to dive deeper into the word of God to kind of search for who he was and what he was doing in my life. So in my search of trying to find Christ and trying to find like God, like um, I was led to the well online. um, And I remember just listening to one of Pastor Jason's messages and I realized that I didn't know the God that he was speaking of, you know, and I wanted to know that God. And I wanted to say yes to that God because through my journey, I was reading more about you know, who he was. And I was trying to trust and believe that like he had a plan for my life. God had definitely answered my prayers because I remember praying that I needed community. I needed direction. I needed somewhere to like anchor myself into. And the well has given me all of those things and more. 
I remember when the doors reopened for the first time, it was the first time I had ever stepped into the building. And it was just an amazing experience. I was already on team serving that day. And I remember just thinking, wow, I have found like a home. So in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, um, Jesus said, my grace is sufficient enough for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And as I went on a journey of discovering who Christ was, I started to come to realize like the truth in that and all of his grace and love that he has for me. And in that, I felt like a change in my heart. And because of that, I wanted to get baptized to declare that over my life, to declare that truth. So the well is about being for the one. And I feel like I was that one. I was the one who needed community, who needed family, who needed a place to grow and wrestle, um, who needed an anchor to become stronger in my journey. And I hope that my story, you know, can inspire others to know that they're not alone in this and that Jesus loves them just as much as he loves me and that they can come to him with all their fear and their doubt and their anxiety and they can find his love as well. So here's the truth. 2020 did not stop us and it did not hold us back. Yeah, some things fell through and some things changed, but the truth is so much was birthed out of it as well. You know, on a typical weekend that we call Vision Weekend, it'd be really easy to, to come to you either standing on the stage or right now via video and tell you about all the things that we're going to do in 2021. But here's the truth. 2021 looks to be a year where we continue being who we are as a church and who we have always been, and that is a church for the one. We're going to continue to focus on new locations, places, and spaces to meet people so people can meet Christ. We're going to continue to focus on healthy ministries both in and outside the four walls of our church. We're going to continue investing in our next generation by providing amazing content, resources, experience, and discipleship to our kids and youth. We will continue to focus our passion towards women who are being rescued from trafficking and sex slavery. We will continue to take care of families and individuals, no matter the situation and circumstance. We will continue to share the love of Christ in living rooms and in kitchens all across our nation and now the world in and through our online campus. We will continue to bring the love and hope of Jesus to women and children in India, families in Mexico, and God willing, places like Africa and Europe. We will continue to lift our hands and voices in worship through parking lot worship nights, creative content, and we will capture the sound of this house through album recording and production. We will continue the fight for reconciliation by pushing boundaries and breaking through barriers and crossing the lines in the sand. And we will continue to build a house that welcomes the least and 
and the lost, the marginalized, and the maligned. We will continue to open seats and create space for those who are burdened and burnt out. We will continue to give our attention to the truth of the gospel and fix our heart and our eyes on the one who saves. We will continue to be intentional with our resource as we give faithfully and sacrificially. We will continue to build a legacy to be passed on as we are intentional stewards with healthy practices. We will continue to build sacred spaces where presence and encounter brings change and transformation to our lives. We will continue being for the one. Well, come on, somebody. Aren't you just thankful that God has done so much in 2020? Can we just clap our hands right wherever you are right now? Come on, can we just give God praise? He's done so many amazing things in 2020. And listen, we're looking forward to what God has ahead in 2021. But listen, we never like to dismiss a service. Maybe you're sitting and you're joining us for the first time online and you're wanting to know a little bit more.